What's up everybody, this is Lucas from Land Parties. I hope you're doing well. As you've probably heard by now, we had news of John Madden's passing earlier this week. This happened after Ryan and I recorded our normal episode, which is why we didn't address it in this week's main episode. But I was able to reach out and sit down with Peter Moore, the longtime EA executive who was head of EA Sports and also chief operating officer before he left the company in 2017 to pursue some new opportunities. So here is that interview. We talk about John as a person and the Madden franchise overall and what makes it successful through the years. I hope you enjoy. Well, first of all, Peter, thank you for joining us today. Uh, We appreciate your time. And I I know that unfortunately we're talking under uh, sad circumstances with the passing of John Madden earlier this week. Can you talk about how you see the impact that the Madden franchise has had on uh, sports games through the years? Yeah, I think it's it's the precursor to what we enjoy today and don't think twice about, which is a wide array of sports games. Remember, the history of, of Madden was that John wanted to uh, find a way to, to, to explain the game in, in better detail to, to younger people coming up. And when the uh, one of the founders of EA, Trip Hawkins, um, I guess, bumped into him on a train many, many years ago, 1987, 88, something around that area, um, he pitched the idea of a computer game that would be part fun, but also very educational about the NFL and, and the tactics and the strategies. And John um, was was very, very insistent from what we understand that this would be very much an authentic uh, replication, as best you could in those days of close to 30 years ago, of, uh, of the National Football League. And um, when the first Madden game came out, obviously, I think probably for an Apple II, uh, you know, it was a PC game and, and, you know, just grew and grew and grew. And as graphics improved and as memory and CPU power and GPU power improved over the decades, the game stayed with us. And it's become part and parcel, not only of, I think, a video game culture, but of popular culture and certainly sports culture. Um, you know, there's generations that grew up with Madden and mm-hmm. Interestingly, I think the current generation forgets that this was first and foremost a great coach and, and a tremendous broadcaster, as well as having his name on a game. Yeah, you know, I always found that fascinating that depending on when you first saw John, you either knew him as the, the legendary coach or as the legendary broadcaster, which is where I kind of first saw him on my TV screen, or just uh, as part of this legendary uh, series. So what made him, do you think, uniquely fit to to be all these different roles and, and be an icon in all these different spaces? I think, you know, larger than life personality. If you recall, uh, you know, he, you know, Raiders coach. Um, I'm coming to you from Santa Barbara. He coached not far up the central coast here at San Luis Obispo at Cal Poly. Um, and, you know, from, from the perspective of his personality, it was unique. You know, he, he first made his name, obviously, as a coach, and then, uh, I think it was Miller Lite TV commercials, taste great, less filling, if you recall. And, and clearly you had somebody there that was that was a big personality in relation to what the traditional broadcasters and play-by-play and color guys were for the NFL. Uh, usually former players, very analytical, maybe a little bit dry. And, and with John, 
you got a very, you got all of that, the analytical side in particular, but a big personality and brought the game to life in ways that, you know, it's a three and a half hour broadcast. You can only talk about X's and O's and what play so many times and brought the game to life. And in particular, when he paired up with Pat Summerall, uh, they became an iconic duo. And, you know, uh, as well, um, collaborating as he did each year with EA to make the game better and more detailed, more authentic. Uh, I think, you know, you had coach, you had broadcaster, video game icon, I guess, all rolled up into into one big burly package. And it's always been interesting to me that you look at the the breadth of sports titles that we've seen, you know, especially from EA, but you don't get uh, you know, a, a Michael Jordan NBA, you know, you don't, you don't get a, a, uh, it Madden was always uniquely positioned where Madden just became synonymous, synonymous with the football game. Why do you think that was important? And if, if you think back, if EA had decided to make NFL live without Madden at the beginning, do you think we'd be having a much different conversation about the success of that franchise? I I don't know whether, the game is the game, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know John ceased to be part of the game as regards audio many, many years ago. Right. Still contributed uh, to, uh, out of his operation in the East Bay and San Francisco, Goal Line Productions in Pleasanton. The, the team that was developing the game for a number of years would fly out there and sit with him and watch an entire Sunday uh, of, of broadcast games, you know, three in a row you could watch on, on a Sunday, obviously and took copious notes and, and listened to him as regards feedback from what he was seeing from the game. But I think that certainly the game has always been a great game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. John's name on it stuck and stayed with it, and it quickly became synonymous with NFL video games. And, and so there was always, you know, you always have a conversation, what would happen if we took John's name off it? And from you know the agreement we had with John, it was far better and far for everybody concerned to keep his name on it, can keep building around it, and then you know it it it, it wasn't many years after that 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 it became like you say synonymous with with NFL video game Madden, and and as we've said, you know when people meet him, he would always say if they called him Coach, they remembered him from what he did. If they called him Madden, they only knew him through the video game. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the game would have been any different, but it, mm-hmm. I certainly think it helped catapult video sports, video games, or maybe video games in general into popular culture because you had this bridge of this personality called John Madden, not a gamer, not young, but you had this, um, personality that could relate that dads and, and moms could relate to that was the face of video games. And so I think the idea that we had at EA was you continue to do that, you know, let's not fix something that's not broken. When you arrived at EA in uh, 07, that was that was right at the tail end of his involvement with, with voice work, correct? Yeah, I, I, I think 07, maybe always last time we did it, and we then started to think about, because his broadcasting career was winding down and then we wanted to bring in current broadcasters so what you, you when you were playing the game you were hearing the broadcast color guys and the play-by-play guys that you were hearing on NBC ESPN ABC Fox and and we felt that was important plus doing voice work is is pretty tedious lengthy work and and I, I you know if I recall it's just not something that John had the time 
to do at that point. He was very much involved, as I say, in his production company um, and the ability for him to, you know, pretty much dedicate a, a, a full 70, 80, 90, 100 hours of, of that play-by-play stuff in studio, which is what we needed to do and potentially have to go out to Florida to do it. Um, and John obviously didn't fly, so it wasn't easy to, to do. So I think the, the decision was made around that time that, that we'd move on to, um, you know, the, the current uh, broadcast, um, you know, whoever it happened to be at that, that moment in time, that, that would give you that same audio, uh, if you will, feedback that you were hearing when you were watching the game broadcast itself. Not that you weren't busy as head of EA Sports when you arrived there, but did you uh, get a chance to interact with John? And do you have like a favorite memory that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, we would go over to Pleasanton. Uh, I, I always the the he he always had a kind of end of season big barbecue. I always remember the Madden Cruiser would be there, and we would head over and and hang out. Former players, you know, Bay Area players, 49ers, Raiders, uh, that would all be there, and and it was this kind of the Madden broader family of his production team, his sons, um, the EA team that would be there that were based in Redwood City, the Florida-based uh, development team would probably send a few people over. And, and you know, you'd go there and Jerry Rice would be there or, or uh, you know, um, in, the, in the earlier days you would see, a, you know, maybe Howie Long would show up. I mean, it was always fun to go. And then, you know, the, the, the other memory that I have of him taking the time I think it was the Dallas Super Bowl, which was the Steelers and the Packers, you know, mm-hmm. taking the time to have lunch with me and, and my son, who was, I want to say, probably 25 then. And just the thrill of a lifetime, big football fan to sit down and have a leisurely lunch, picking John Madden's brain about who he thought was going to win the Super Bowl the next day. And, and you know, those are the memories that stick with you, that he had the time to, um, uh, to, to spend time less with me because I knew him, but more he knew my son was coming and, and to answer all of his questions for him that's amazing you know the the madden franchise obviously still going strong over the years we've seen other football games kind of try and come into the fray here what do you think has been key to madden being consistently the best and and kind of uh remaining constant in in an industry that that sees franchises kind of ebb and flow uh quite often well, obviously, having the NFL license and the NFLPA license, and, and, and you know, twenty-five to thirty years of substance teams. Some of the development team have been working on that game for ten, twelve, fifteen years. Um, you know, a singular location, Tiburon Studio, out of uh, Orlando, Florida, focused on that game, and you know, having that relationship in the early years with with john and then building relationships over the years with with players with coaches um and the league and the players association itself being able to get all of the things we love about football on a sunday to be part of that game and 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 certainly the you know having the the nfl license and the nfl pa license um you know and having that relationship with the national football league uh for many many years now um helps not only when you're writing code to make a great game, whether it's the physics or the audio, but also just getting that level of authenticity. Everything that you see in a broadcast, you will see in a game and then some uh, for your, you know, for your Madden experience. You know, when when you think back to your time there for, for the closer decade there at EA, when when you had the launch of a Madden game, was it was it excitement? Was it was there did you guys still feel nerves every time that the release hits? 
I don't know if we felt nervous. There was always excitement. It was always a big day, even though, you know, I was based out of Redwood City, uh, the Redwood Shores campus. We would have Madden launch day there on, we had an, you know, this, it's a gorgeous campus with a big, uh, if you will, uh, uh, central garden area, lawn area, like the, the, the Great Lawn, as we called it. And we would spend the afternoon, it would, you know, break at about three o'clock and everybody would come down and celebrate, uh, you know, football throwing games and kicking games and everything that we would have celebrate the launch of Madden. Because it also kind of kicked off the video game season, if you will. If you recall, it typically that kind of second week, third week, fourth week in August, depending when it was going to ship. Um, and that signified that, you know, we were all coming back from the summer and, and video game launch season, if you will, was about to commence. And that was always um, great for the industry, great for retail in those days who, who relied on a game like Madden to kickstart back to school. Um, great for the league because it brought attention to a younger generation, still brings attention and um, focus and engagement of a younger generation to the National Football League. Knowledge of players and, and, and more recently things like Ultimate Team allows you to dive in deeply and, and play not only as your favorite team, but also learn about all of the players around the league and figure out how you put your ultimate team together. And so all of that, I think, you know, we celebrated it every single year. And um, of all the games we launched, even even if I think about FIFA, you know, obviously a, a bigger franchise as regards revenue, Madden uh, launch day, Madden day was always a special day. If I can pull back a, a little bit here, obviously sports a big part of your life. Uh, you went to Liverpool FC and had an incredible stretch there. And even in, in your newest role uh, as a senior vice president of sports and live entertainment with Unity Technologies, how do you think what you took away from, from getting to work on some of these sports franchises can translate into that? And where do you see gaming and, and sports kind of evolving or going from, from here? Well, the work that I'm doing now at Unity is focused on real-time 3D. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's kind of, we've taken that for granted for about a decade in, in sports games in which you can go into replay mode and move the camera around because it's a virtual camera. Now, it, not not easy, but it's very doable in a video game. But in real life, uh, not easy to do. And so the use of volumetric capture, and that's, um, we think, um, I truly believe that in the next three, four years, you're going to see games broadcast in real time in in 3D in what we call six degrees of freedom so that you can watch a touchdown or a goal being scored or or a slam dunk, um, you know, in, in, in true 3D, being able to move virtual cameras around to look at the action in ways that you simply can't do right now, watching it in a more linear, passive, two dimensional way, which is the sport, current sports broadcast environment. So um, so what I'm basically doing is bringing what I've been used to in video games and sports games to life in real time. Perfect. I know you're a busy person, so thank you so much for your time. Do you have any parting thoughts about John that you'd like to share? I think John, you know, probably is looking up there and smiling. His legacy, you know, will last for many, many years. The game will go on for many, many years, bearing his name, I would assume. And, um, you know, he should be proud. And I know his family uh, are very proud of the impact he had, not just on the sport itself, but by his name carrying on multiple generations and bringing a love to the NFL through Madden.
Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to that interview. I just wanted to put that out there as a special bonus interview, especially with news of John Madden's death so fresh in our minds. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have a safe and wonderful new year. And as always, we love your face.